For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. with me and Mike Howell. He'll be here in a second. But in the meantime, I wanted to remind you that the main podcast, it's been on a bit of a hiatus lately, but we're back, baby. We're full on back. We have a new episode out right now with Chris from Can't Swim. And we've got some more episodes coming with bands like Dying Wish and Dayseeker and Archspire and and it's really exciting. So make sure you are hitting that subscribe button, that follow button to get all those main episodes of Lead Singer Syndrome. But thank you for being here as well and listening to me and Mike chat about all the good new music. Let me give Mike a call. Mike. Shane. He's there. Let's skip the pleasantries. You oh. know it. I know it. Straight to the number one this week. <laughs> I like it this. Is, yep. Let's of not course. waste any time. We could do the episode in reverse. We could. Start with the honorable mentions? No, we're going straight to number one. It's so important this week. We just got to talk about it. Obviously, the number one album is Dinosaur by Theory of a Dead Man. Oh, Let's yeah. About it. Wait, they're back to the dead man? I thought they were just theory. Exactly. Back to the dead man. Wow. Back to the big jams, baby. <sighs> wow. I, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm really happy this is the number one record of the week. I didn't think they could top... The bitch came back. I didn't either. Uh, I thought that that was the peak, the pinnacle of not just their career, but modern rock, the modern rock genre, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even the previous rock genres, it just kind of topped everything. Yeah, I know. Uh, But here we are with um, with their new, what's their new record called? Do you even know? Dinosaur. It's fucking (laughs) called Dinosaur? Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well. Oh. I I have nothing more to say. Neither do I. This is total troll, everybody. Yeah, we're Let's big, get the normal episode going. Troll, How are yeah. you this week, uh, Shane? Dude, I'm, I'm really good, man. I'm really good. Good. Um, feeling awesome. And uh, yeah, I got, got my setup a little better now in my house. Like mm-hmm. some of my audio stuff set up. So I don't know if anyone's going to notice, but- Getting acclimated. Um, yeah, you know, things are, getting, things are getting together slowly but surely. Always excited to talk new music on- Wednesday this week, we're doing it on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that will affect, you know, some, some news or some information, but it might, we might get some breaking stuff, you know, we might tomorrow. Be. You never know. You never know. But at the same time, I mean, it's still like, come on, we're, we're like, in terms of podcasts, we're pretty with it. You know, oh, yeah. a lot of times it's like I podcasts so. can be filmed, like filmed, uh, recorded so far in advance. That's definitely things can change. 
Oh, yeah. But speaking of Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, main feed, Lead Singer Syndrome yeah. interviews back. Yeah, we're back. Super uh, yeah, cool. I talked about it. I did a little intro. I talked about it. Nice. Um, yeah, we're back. We've got some really exciting ones coming. Um, kicked it off with my friend Chris from Can't Swim. Uh, I've got... Uh, Emma from Dying Wish next week. Yes. Which, oh, what a band. And she's terrific. Oh, of course. So that's a great interview. I just recorded that one yesterday. I've got one with Roy from Dayseeker coming. Nice, nice. Um, coinciding with our tour, which is great. And I also um, have Ollie from Archspire. Yes. He's going to be on the show. Uh, we're going to talk. We were supposed to talk, but he's having, I guess, a little bit of a, a vocal hiccup. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking on Friday, actually. Um, and we're going to get Archspire uh, going, which is a band that, I mean, if you're into extreme metal and you've somehow missed Archspire, you're really going to want to mm -hmm. check them out. Cause they're, they're one of the best doing it right now. And, you know, looking into them, like, like doing a little more like a deep dive for the interview. Oh yeah. Uh, that band is so next level, like so much shit that they're doing. It's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to that. And that's, and that's just four episodes. You know, we, we're going to have mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of stuff happening and uh, uh, we got a whole team curating the podcast now. So uh, it's not just me. I've handed off some work, which is good. And uh, we're going to be back. Yep. And I think that this uh, whole podcast feed is just going to brighten up your musical uh, day and evening and mm -hmm. week, hopefully and month, maybe even year. And, you know, I feed that team a couple band names. I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. might mm -hmm. want to look at this. We got some albums coming up, right? Yeah. So. No, and, uh, and you're part of the team, Mike. Little it's, thing we got. That's right. We got a really good thing going. It's it's really, really awesome. But mm -hmm. what do you want to do first? Do you want to do news or do you want to just really switch it up this week and talk about what we did last week first? Or yeah, music last let's, week? let's talk about last week's music. I've, I've, uh, I've got a pretty good handle on it. Mm -hmm. I felt pretty good about the records and I'd love to hear your take. Uh, me too. Um, starting with judiciary as oh, we yeah. always do our number one. Yep. Uh, I currently have a contractor over fixing the front bay window in my living room because I spin kicked it out while listening <laughs> to this record. Uh, I hope that's true. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I've seen somebody do that though. Oh, in real I doing like the TV and stuff. <laughs> no, thanks. I, I don't risk that, but no, this record's absolutely awesome. It's everything I want. Yeah, it, it, it's, it is, it's, it's super dirty. Um, and just, just like, I don't know. I think the cool thing too, is they left some of the best songs weren't singles mm -hmm. like blood. I think it's track two. It could be their best song they've ever done. Um, yep. it's awesome. And I love when, you know, when an artist does that, I don't know if it's always intentional. I feel like in mm -hmm. this case, it kind of is because the record's called flesh and blood and that's the first two tracks. Yeah, so I feel like they, track. exactly. They like kind of, um, I think they left those, those there for people to like the, the fans to really dive in and be like, Oh shit. Judiciary's mm -hmm. back. Look the fuck out. And this record yep. is awesome all the way through. Uh, I love the, some of the, like, obviously they have a sound mm -hmm. and like, you know, the songs are in the same tuning and it's kind of a similar guitar tone throughout. And, and it's, there's some formula to it, but I really love the way that they changed up some of the tempos um, and some of the vibe throughout the thing. I, I really, really like that too. And um, yeah, solid, solid number one record. And yeah, you were right. This is well-deserving. Oh, for sure. I think it's just, you pretty much covered it, right? I mean, it's solid all the way through. It's hardcore, but it's kind of like the top level of it, right? Very similar to, I kind of called the shot with that, like knocked loose EP uh, a couple years ago now at this point. Uh, it's just very similar. Yeah. Kicking at the highest level of the genre. And I think that that's absolutely awesome. Yep. No, it is. It's, it's a great, great band. And I think, you know, they've always been, obviously they have a huge, you know, underground following mm -hmm. and, and this is a, this is a cool band, you know, yep. but I think that they're going to be kind of reaching that next level where everyone knows about them and they're going to start, you're going to probably start seeing them on some bigger tours if they want to do that. And, uh, and that's great. It's a band. You maybe needs, see a wrestler in a judiciary suit. Sure, you might. Right? Yeah, you might. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, well, we added our number two periphery five. Oh. Gent is not a genre. Oh, I, you know, I love this record. Oh, and I yeah. hate this record. Really? What do you hate about it? Yeah. I, 
It, the same kind of things that I have with periphery kind of come back. And I feel like there is a bit of filler on this just oh, with some of like shit. the interludes and stuff. Like, I think they're very well done. Don't get me wrong, but I think they just, I don't know, they take away from the groovy parts for me. I Interesting. See, I, I actually have in my notes, all killer, no filler. Really? I thought this record was like, kind of like, kind of slayed the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Never bored me. And, uh, like I really, especially like, I know I mentioned it in the singles, but, um, I, I, I think listening through the whole record, the singing is really good. Like he, he really found his, his yeah, I agree. picked his spots to really shine. And I think this is cool. I think, uh, there's one, one song, uh, I wrote it down. It's silhouette. I think it's called, mm-hmm. or is it dying star? No silhouette. It, this song has like a little bit, you know, some electronic elements, which I really like in the middle of this record. Yep. Cause it's a long record. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about a, a 70 minutes. So nine songs, 70 minute record. So, you know, there's a lot to digest, but I found that this record kind of flew by and, um, yeah, I, I'm really impressed, uh, with, with this record. Yeah. And not to say that I didn't like this record, right? I said, it's a love hate relationship. Yeah. I, no, I know. I, lo- I, I love a solid, like 45, 50 minutes of this. It's True. an hour and 10 minutes. It's, it's hard. Uh, that's it's hard. You know, yep. um, I was, I wrote also wrote down, I think the only problem that I have with this record, I don't like the title. <laughs> I, I, this gent is not a genre thing. Like, okay, that's fine. But like, you're almost like turning this 70 minute masterpiece of a record that you spent so much time into like, sort of just kind of like a dumb joke. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, I know these, these guys, like, obviously they have fun and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one was called hail stand. So, you know, I know there's some, some of that going on here, but I, that's the only thing that really bothered me (laughs) to be honest. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I think the name's fine. It's kind of on the nose for a lot of things. Right. Because I don't know. I think gent is a genre personally, just because it was the name for a sound and has kind of evolved into a descriptor for a certain sect of music. So like, I agree is what it is. It's progressive metal at its heart, but it's a subgenre of that. Right. Whatever. But I do. I think it's a stupid name for a genre, but I think it is a genre. I agree. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Like Dying Star Silhouette, that like one-two combo, I really liked. I liked the pauses where we kind of did step away from that progressive metal. And it almost really reminded me of two weeks ago with that Hawken record where we get some really poppy yep. elements in there that just really throw you for a loop. I like that. I think it's yeah. cool. I, I well think Hawken, I, Hawken and Periphery would be a great tour. For sure. For sure. It's probably going to happen. I could see it happen. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean- Hawken has a tour right now and it was with somebody surprising because it was in the UK, right? Right. And I remember looking at it and be like, really? They're co-headlining with this band uh, between the Barry to me. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, I knew yeah. that tour was happening. No, that, that doesn't yeah. surprise me too much at all, but that makes sense again, like between the Barry the to me and it's Periphery. It's a co-headliner, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. crazy. I, I mean, Hawkins, um, Hawkins, you know, they're picking up some steam. Oh, for sure. Um, but one song I really want to point out on this record that I was really drawn to is Wax Wings. Oh I yeah, think that's dude. Me too. By far the best song. Me too. Record. And yeah, it's track three. It's uh, like right after. I correct me if I'm wrong. Atropos. I think it's it's after two of the singles. Yep. I think they were singles, and and then yeah, yep. I was like, oh shit, this is like maybe the best song. It starts mm-hmm. off with a bang, and yeah, it keeps going. So I agree. I really like that song too. For sure, I really like that one. I yeah. think it was good. Nice. Okay, what uh, else? Number three, Suicide Silence. I kind of hyped up this band saying that they have kind of stepped away from deathcore a little bit and embraced death metal. And I stand by that. I think that this is a great release. Yeah, it's cool. I I, I do like that they've kind of done, they've kind of done what they want, I think, on this album. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound exactly like what the other like peers in the genre are doing like the singles were yep. a little more like that. And then when I, when I heard the record all the way through, I was like, now nah, this is, this is kind of raw. And, uh, and I mm-hmm. like that. I liked some of the little interlude bits they had here and there as well in this record. I thought they did a really good job of tying, tying the songs together. Yep. Uh, we'll still kind of keep in the whole thing. Like, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty much an ass beater all the way through. Yeah. So yeah, I like I like the record. It's, uh, Yeah. It's safe to say that Suicide Silence is probably at their best. I mean, the best that they've been in like a decade. Yep, I agree. I think it's kind of the perfect blend. And in my notes here, I've got, it's like the perfect blend between undeath Mm -hmm. and 
body snatcher. Totally. Where it's kind of one, once in a while, it's got that really catchy breakdown that gets you, but it's really just pure death metal at heart. And I think that's great. Yeah. It sounds real. It, it, it sounds a lot more real than some of the like bands. It doesn't, uh, like, mm-hmm. some of the newer stuff you hear that's like just so triggered and so sampled. Yep. This does sound a lot more real, similar to Undeath. So I can totally understand why mm-hmm. you might make that comparison. Um, Yep. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I, I, and I like the lyrics are, are like kind of intense too. I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm on it's board very for cannibal this. Corpse. It, yeah. I'm, I'm on board for this. I, I think it's cool. And, yeah. and, um, yeah, it's like kind of bringing back some classic elements of metal that like sometimes have, you know, a little bit fallen by the wayside, I think in recent mm-hmm. years. So it's good. It's a good record. Really for good. Sure. Really good. Uh, and then number four, we had the self-titled record from For the Fallen Dreams. Did you get a chance to listen to this You know one? what? This is the only one I missed. Um, Oof. I know. Did I, did I fuck up or what Good happened? for you. No? Oh, Honestly. really? Oh, no. Um, okay. I was kind of disappointed with this record. You know, I thought that this uh, band was kind of diversifying a little bit with the singles. Uh, but when you kind of put the whole record as a whole, like together, uh, it just didn't really sit with me. The single No Heaven is still my favorite song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on the record. And it just kind of felt like, I think the band is growing their sound and moving into something that's a little bit more mature, but by mature, I also mean serious XM octane friendly. And it's right. There's no song with a bite on here mm-hmm. in my opinion. Well, that reminds me of the old days. So, yeah. And, and that's fair. I mean, and that happens, uh, the bands they've, you know, they've had, they've been around for a while. They, they haven't, and they haven't been a full-time band the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I totally support if they want to go in that direction oh, for sure. and do that. Um, and yeah, here it is. So if, if you want to hear something like a little more that direction, mm-hmm. there it is for you. If you want to listen to their old stuff, that will always be there. So, oh, for sure. So I, I, I think it's, I think it's good. I will check out the record. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Maybe not, but um, I am curious, mm-hmm. but I hope that they get, I, I mean, I hope that they are getting some radio play. I hope that they get, you know, yep. that top, top 25 octane song that would be great for them yep so i think so too we'll see what happens i just want everybody to make the music that they're happy making and if you are at the end of the day i'm cool so hundred percent next one i wanted to talk about this manchester orchestra ep oh yeah it's phenomenal it's perfect great (sighs) i think i forget the singer's name andy something that might be right i think so um he is the most underrated lyricist and melody writer, assuming he's writing the lyrics and melodies to these songs um, mm-hmm. that there maybe that there is in music right now. He is so fucking underrated. Yeah. Like these songs, like they, they have this way of making you think and making you cry at the same time. And that doesn't happen a lot mm-hmm. to me, but I was immersed in this. I listened to this whole thing all the way through and I didn't, you know, have the lyrics in front of me. I just, you know, and you pick, you pick out what you can. And then I went back and I was like, I gotta listen to this again. And I just pulled up straight up, pulled up the lyrics and read them as I listened. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, some like just phenomenal. This is just on a whole other planet. I think, uh, especially if you want to call this indie rock or whatever, I think it's just so head and shoulders above what other, what other bands are doing. I agree. Uh, so the singer, songwriter, guitarist's name is Andy Hull. That's right. Um, and yeah, I agree. Uh, as from a lyricism perspective, he is right up there with Vessel and Sleep Token for me right now. Um, yeah. Just kind of those two and obviously a few others. Like there's some great lyricists in the game lately. Uh, but there's definitely a clear group. And then there is a tier below. And they're right up there in S tier for me right now. Yeah. Um, and this and this was probably written before Chat GPT came out, right? Cuz that's that all, all right, the lyrics so. are just going to be written using that now from now on, so. We'll see. Yeah. We're fu- we're all fucked. <laughs> uh I mean, you kind of got to start with that. It's just Twitch chat, right? <laughs> yeah, that helps too. <laughs> Those are real minds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh um you were kind of hot on these singles. I was less hot. How did you feel about the story of the record? So, yeah, uh, I like the record. I, you know, I, I think um, I think there's a lot there's a lot to digest with this record. Like once it was kind of put together, mm-hmm. there are a couple heavier songs on it, but the record is pretty poppy. Yep. And but I do like I think it's kind of in the middle of the record or 
two thirds of the way through, there's like sort of a softer song and they end with an acoustic song. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's definitely a great way to kind of tell the band's story in 2023. And I like that they're doing it. I think this is the best record they put out in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, Hey, it's, it kind of sounds like my band. So why wouldn't I like it? True that. Um, yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel kind of similar. Like there's songs on here that I like there's songs on here that I could leave. Uh, I think my favorites were towards the back half and they weren't singles, if I remember correctly, but sorry about me. And then the last track use me absolute bangers. Love those tracks. Um, the rest of it just kind of misses for me. Um, not because it's bad, but it's just, it's very similar to a lot that I've heard before. Right. Yeah, I I can see that. I I mean, I mean, again, they're not good, but nothing's grabbing me. I don't think, I don't think that they're reinventing the wheel with this record, but I do think that they're sort of, mm-hmm. uh, kind of progressing in their own sound. Yeah. I, I think that they're discovering some things I agree with that. that they maybe, you know, couldn't do before or, or didn't know how to do before. And now they are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of cohesion sort of is sort of working, um, for, for them. And they're kind of rallying around some of the traditional stuff that's always made story of the year. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some kind of newer elements. So I think it works. Uh, yeah. Story, story about me is a really good one. That's a banger, uh, for sure. And yeah, that's, that's definitely not a single. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think overall this is, um, this is a strong record mm-hmm. and, uh, the band sounds terrific. Great production. Uh, Dan, my, my, my buddy, he's my buddy. Your buddy. Uh, he sounds, uh, he sounds amazing too on this thing. So yeah, it's, it's a solid record and they should be really proud of uh, putting this together. For sure. Um, and the last one that I want to talk about, because we both kind of weren't very high on these singles. We had two of them. Meet Me at the Altar's new record, Past, Present, Future. I tried listening to it again today, and I still think it's a miss. I've listened to it twice now. Um, yeah. It just feels a little adolescent for me. And I know that the band is very young. Yeah. But their early work did not have that feeling to me. And maybe it's because I'm older as well now. Um, but it just felt like it regressed from a music or music as a whole, right? Instrumentally, lyrically, it just fell a little more flat. Is it the fuel by ramen effect? Probably, but yeah, I mean, I hate, I don't know. I hate to do that and like throw, throw the label under the bus or, or blame it on the major label machine. It's a known effect that has happened Uh, with so many bands on that label though. Look, I agree with basically everything you say and I would have probably said it before you said it. Mm-hmm. I really do agree that I I was really excited for this band when they came out with the first, you know, wave of their career. Yep. And it does seem like it's sort of now kind of fading into the TikTok universe. Mm-hmm. Not and not in a good way. So, I, yeah. I, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, that's fine. Like they they took their shot and I think it's going to work in terms of popularity. Like I think this is, Mm -hmm. I think the younger crowd probably will eat this up for sure. Um, it, this record's not designed for me. Exactly. I don't think they care about my opinion, so it's fine, you know, but I, but I will say that I was, I was pretty high on this band early on. And I think that they've maybe, I don't want to say officially lost me because I think, think there is like some, some glimmer of hope and some good elements. And I think the talent is there, Mm -hmm. but I just don't know about the songwriting choices. And if that's, outside songwriters coming into the band and saying, well, we think this is what this is, or we think this is, yeah, this is what my kid says is cool on TikTok. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. all speculation. We don't know, yep. but I, I, at the same time, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I, I don't, I think the town is there. I think, uh, the, v- the vocals are terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the production great. is, the production is like cool in, in, in spots. Right. Yeah. But sure. overall, Overall, I I do, yeah, I think they, they kind of just missed for me on this one. Yeah. And the part that you said where it's just not written for me, that's exactly something that I thought too as I was listening to this. I'm like, you know, these are, for me, kind of corny, cheesy, uh, high school musical-esque getting over the problem vocals. But I am sure there are a bunch of younger people who just need to hear this and need to be inspired by it. And I think that's great. Yeah. Um, I do we are being a little negative and I want to shout out like two of these songs that I think are great on this record. Um, the second song, try mm-hmm. absolute banger. 
that reminds me of the like where the band kind of came from. Uh, and there's this acoustic track on the middle of the record called A Few Tomorrows that I really liked as well. Yeah. No, and I it's interesting that you mentioned Try because that, that kind of grabbed me right away because the first mm-hmm. the first track is Say It To My Face, yep. which <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Like, you know, put another record on on Friday and was like, oh, it's the first song too? Uh-oh. Um, you know, I was like, oh, maybe it'll be like the track 11 or something. It'll be like at the end of the record It's okay. We threw the single on at the end, but then I did think that try was a redeemer. Uh, and, uh, I almost wondered if it was kind of there on purpose, like the band almost yes. wanted it there as a, like, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I, again, I'm speculating. I think so with like the little outro to the song where it's like, yeah, meet me at the altar sucks. Right. Like, yeah, you know, I think, I think it's meant to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, um, uh, definitely. Um, still uh, a band that, you know, I, I do think I'm not writing them off yet. That's for sure. No, definitely not. Hell no. Hell no. Um, I have homework for you. Oh, okay. Let me write it down. So there's a band called MS Paint, all caps, one word. I've heard of this. Why have I heard of this? Probably because they're- We what? talk about this before? I think so. Um, oh, no, no. I, you know what? I heard this. I know why. I heard this on a playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, on it used to be called New Punk Tracks. Yeah, I forget they changed the name of it now on Spotify. But I always listen to this podcast because there's always shit on there that I've never heard of, heard of before. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's where I heard this band. And I remember I was cleaning my house, listening to the podcast to, to the uh, the playlist, and I literally asked Alexa what <laughs> what this artist was. What song? Yeah, was? because yeah. because it was like what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, because it was it did throw me off. So this is a band I've been tracking and I just kind of missed that the album came out, but they've got their new record post-American out. This band is, I think, one of the coolest punk bands out there right now. Um, Taking a very fresh kind of, I don't want to say post-punk because when I think post-punk, I really think like turnstile and stuff like that now. Right. Um, But it's almost like a blend between that and Enter Shikari where there's kind of some like electronic elements and it's still kind of political and it's still kind of punk, right? Yeah. I think it's just a very good record. Um, immediately went on like my album, the Air Contenders list. I think this is Fuck phenomenal yeah. stuff. Fuck yeah, so. let's go. This is what it's all about, man. We're not we're not perfect over here. Mike makes the list, nope. but he's not perfect. He misses stuff once in a while, but we aren't going to once in a while count it out. Nope. Love it. Speaking of not counting out, I also missed that Zulu record and I forgot to bring it up the next week. Um, there you go. So Another one to check out. That record is awesome too. Um, it reminds me, and this is going to be kind of a weird thing, but it reminds me a lot of that Kardashev record. And I know they're completely different genres, but there's a lot of really cool spoken word and ambient mm-hmm. kind of portions, which is really, really unique for a hardcore record. And I think the record hits when it needs to emotionally through the power of the words, the lyricism, and what they're kind of saying. And then it really backs it up with just some absolute ass-beating sections. Yeah. Awesome record. Yeah. Well, they're on tour with Jesus, Peace, and Scowl right now. Um, so, yeah, it's it's they're a cool band. Yeah. I, I, you know, love bringing, like, some of the power violence elements are great, mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, absolutely. Zulu, check it out. Oh, yeah. All right. Dude, we are taking our time this episode. This might be a long one. We are. You know, sometimes we got to take our time. So since we were flipping the format on its head, are we doing new music now and news at the end? Or you want to get some news in first? What are you thinking? Let's do some news first. I'm feeling it. Okay. I like that. I like that. New news. Let's go. Um, We got some weird tours, right? And I think I might be one of the only listeners along with you that would be stoked on this tour. Um, But we're getting a short run through kind of like the Midwest, East Coast, all the way to like, I think the clo- furthest is like Sturgis. Okay. And they're playing, they're pl- this tour is playing the motorcycle rally, right? Uh, but it's Clutch, Dinosaur Jr. and Red Fang. Totally works. I think that's dope to Totally it. works. L- would love that. I, I, I'll i admit, I wasn't ever a huge Dinosaur Jr. fan. Um, obviously like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I knew them back in the nineties, like just like I would listen to Nirvana and Soundgarden and Dinosaur Jr. And they were always like, I don't know, they weren't my favorite band, but kind of over the years they've grown on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love, I mean, I love Red Fang. That'd be my favorite band probably of the three. Oh, for sure. But Clutch obviously has done amazing things. Classic. And of course they're playing the Moser- motorcycle rally. That makes so much sense. I know, right? 
Um, that rules. Next up, some kind of, uh, it's a weird tour. It's kind of built around Furnace Fest, but uh, you've got dates in Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Furnace Fest, uh, two dates in Ohio, a date in Illinois, and two dates in Michigan for Casey playing some really small venues here in the States. Cool. Uh, I'm going to try and get tickets to the Detroit show in October. Very stoked on this. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Back from the dead. I'm really excited about this tour. I don't know who the opening band is. It's Hammerhead, but instead of H-E-A-D, it's H-E-D-D. But then you've got I Am, Toxic Holocaust, and Havoc. Shit, yeah. And they're playing small rooms. Like, they're playing The Shelter at St. Andrews. Love it. So, that'll be wild. I love it. Um, When you said said Back from the Dead, always made me think of, like, if there was some kind of time travel or something like that happened, mm -hmm. and... Johann Sebastian Bach was able to perform now. Yeah. And he came out with the Bach from the dead tour. That'd be pretty sick. It'd be sick, right? Would be. Can you imagine just one of those dudes rolling in? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I know it's been 400 years. Let's fucking go. I don't know. I mean, I've been been drinking. I've been drinking this afternoon, Mike. Don't worry. (laughs) Uh, we also got a tour announcement from Machine Head. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know any openers yet, but you they know, don't. Even they if don't it's just an e- evening they don't, with. They don't do, do a lot of openers. That's like been their thing. Nope. They. Uh, I, I don't know if it's like they always do a no opener thing, but I know that in the past they've done that where they're just like you know what we we are playing to our fans. Mm-hmm. You like our band? Come out, come out and hang, and we're gonna play. We're gonna play for like two and a half hours. And yeah, so I mean, come, you know, so come. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, and I think that that's like kind of a cool approach because, you know, some people like you don't really want to sit through like three bands that you don't know. I mean, I do, <laughs> you do, mm-hmm. but not everybody yep. does. Like sometimes you just want to see the headliner and you want to see them play the maximum amount. So I can totally respect that, uh, that, that thought process. For sure. And we go from no support to strange support. Oh yeah. Even, even better. A Treyu headlining tour. Okay. Point North. Okay. Makes some decent sense. I like this. Yeah. Within destruction. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, and then Lilac. I don't know who Lilac is, but just, Seeing Point North and Within Destruction logos next to each other on a tour poster has brought me so much joy today. It, it is quite interesting. Uh, you know, I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I think um, Point North's one of those bands that like they've, their sounds just changed. Mm-hmm. It's gone like back and forth. Like it's gone from kind of like a punk thing to like a super poppy thing, kind of yep. like to a, almost like Metalcore a metal core at points. Yeah. A little bit like that. So they're kind of a band that like they fit everywhere and nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I love them still. I think they write great songs. So for sure. Hey, yeah. Um, and we got some festival announcements. We got louder than life. We got aftershock. We got more blue Ridge bands. Um, And, you know, there's some great things on here and I'm sure people are trying to put together what some possible tours could be. Uh, Like Don Broco is going to be in the States on a lot of these things. Sleep Mm -hmm, Token mm -hmm. on a bunch of festivals. I don't know what's going on. Baby Metal is going to be in the States. Polyphia is running around. Bad Omens obviously got their tour with Era and Invent Animate and they're hitting some festivals uh, in between that. Yeah. I see Dragged Under on a lot of these festivals. Mm -hmm. You've got the headliners coming coming around this year with like Guns N' Roses, Korn. Tool, Avenge Sevenfold, Pantera, Weezer, Godsmack, like all the normal stuff, right? Um, but one thing on all three of these festivals that has really caught my eye and has me interested, and I'm sure will have you interested as well, Death Clock. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, I don't know where it's going to be. If they get announced on Riot Fest 2, then I'll be going to Riot Fest this year. Uh but I'm going to see Death Clock this year. I don't care where. Um, I will figure it out because that's like a grail band that you really don't get opportunities to see. It's always, at least ahead of time, it's always kind of a last minute thing like, oh, we're playing an awards show or like right. pop-up show, right? Yeah. So I heard a little birdie told me that Metalocalypse may be coming back. I've heard I, that as well for I the final movie. Yeah, I don't know if this is true or or... 
what happened. I know there was like huge falling. It wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't pretty whatever happened with Brandon small and, and, uh, adult swim or whatever, but yeah, death clock is sick. I've never seen it. Would love to see it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm with you, man, but that, no, that is exciting. I think all the bands you mentioned, you know, I think these days, a lot of times festival exclusivity and stuff kind of does matter Yep. to a lot of festivals. So sometimes you'll have bands that'll come in and literally just do like a few festivals and fly back mm-hmm. because, you know, fees are pretty high and flights are pretty cheap. Yep. So you, you might see tours, you might not. So don't get disappointed if certain bands are not playing a whole bunch of dates, but mm-hmm. that just makes people more people go to the festivals. Right. And that's what they want. Yep. For sure. Um, it's just that time of year, right? Like you've got a bunch right around June. You've got a bunch right around October, September. It's just how it happens. Yep. Um, exactly. But yeah, tons of good bands on these. Obviously everybody can go check out these lists themselves. Um, also IC stars got announced for Blue Ridge. So I'm very excited about that because they've been dead for two years. I know you don't care, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, you ready to get into the new records this week? Yeah, finally. Damn, we're yeah, like we've, we've been kind of so far in. I mean, but yeah. hey, I blame theory theory of a dead man for all of this, all of this too. problem. I'm, I mean, right. I just blame theory of a dead man for all of my problems. It works out very well. <laughs> it's an easy scapegoat. Yeah. All right, man. We're gonna go. How many we got? Six. All right, top six. Let's jump in. Uh, so starting us off, a little bit weird one, kind of a passion group for me. Uh, the new record Fantasy by M83. They released yeah. the entire A-side of the record as kind of like an EP, one go. Um, I love M83. I think these guys are talented songwriters and it's just a very different vibe compared to a lot of their electronic music, right? Vibe City, man. It's, it's Vibe it's, City. It's it is, dreamy. It is. It is. I mean, their Spotify bio says blending synth pop and shoegaze into mm-hmm. lush music. I mean, that pretty much hits the nail on the head. So yeah, to try to like compare them to, I don't know, any kind of dance or EDM or whatever, it, 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 it really sells them short because they, the they, do so, they do so much more. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fair. Passion Pit, I always think of like more of in kind of like the indie space, but mm-hmm. this is like cinematic, especially yep. these, these, uh, this first half of this record that they've released, which, um, yeah, no, I, I urge people to check it out. It's, this is great. I mean, this is something you can put on and like kind of jam out to, or kind of just put on and relax. It, it kind of work, work. You can kind of do both. You can kind of do anything to it. It's, it really is really, it's really great. For sure. Vibe I city. Agree. Vibe city. Gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, number five. Speaking of For the Fallen Dreams, currently on tour with this band, we've got the new record, More Power, More Pain, by Tuscaloosa's own Gideon. Alabama. This band writes ass beaters. Yeah. And I toss them on my workout playlist and go see them live whenever I can. Yeah. I feel like if you put them on your workout playlist, you're just going to lift more weight somehow. Like you they, are. they I can, put, I can confirm that this. might be what the more power, more pain is all about weightlifting. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. Uh, no, I, I've always liked this band. Always felt like something was holding them back. I don't like know what it is. I, I can't really verbalize it, but maybe they've gotten over this because these three singles mm-hmm. are bangers. Yep. I agree. Um, it's one of those weird things where this and like, honestly, a lot of metal core just becomes gym playlist for me and then go see the band whenever I can live. Cause they always put on a great show. Yeah. I think, uh, they have finally kind of captured that though. And this energy is going to translate onto this record from their live performances. I think it's yeah. mixed really well, at least based on the singles we have. And I'm really excited to hear the whole thing. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I was, I was one of the singles they have, like they have a part that stops and they say something like they yell like motherfucker. And I was like, mm-hmm. I thought this band was like a Christian band. Usually Christian bands aren't yelling you motherfucker in a song, not a Christian band anymore. I didn't know that. That'll happen. They're yep. They're not a not a Christian band. If that matters to anybody or doesn't, uh, I don't personally really care. But I liked I liked the motherfucker. It was a nice touch. It was in good taste. It, it yes, exactly. You, you know, I don't need a motherfucker in every song. No, but I'll, if I get a good motherfucker or two in an album, I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. Especially a more like hardcore record, like oh this. yeah. 
perfect. Oh no, no, I don't want I don't want Manchester Orchestra to put motherfucker in a song. But I'm sure it but would work. They, there would be a reason. <laughs> oh, it would it would make me cry at the same time as as yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Uh, All right. That's uh five. All right, let's go to four. Yeah. Uh number four. I got this record early. So I got to listen to it. Got dropped off in my house. Okay. The new record, Silhouettes of Disgust by Germany's own Downfall of Gaia. Oh yeah. This is such a cool project where you know I love that sound where we bend, blend black metal and shoegaze together. And this record is just that, but a little bit more on the black metal side. It's very abrasive, but it's just vibey and good. It's cool. It's cool. You know what I really like about this band? Mm-hmm. I love the punk elements. Yeah, like it's they're, almost crust punky. Yeah, they have they have these like just kind of like a like a like kind of a punk yeah. beat going on. It's like, but it works. It's like catchy, and it kind of like bridges the gap between the the super black metal kind of like chaotic, mm-hmm. uh, super fast like just noise, and then they're almost like. like ambient parts Mm -hmm. and then they have these punk parts it's really cool um and i i I, it works man and you know obviously you don't think of crust punk uh influences and five and a half minute songs but here here it is and you know and this downfall of guy it's really really interesting it's it's not probably like anything you're gonna hear um you know very often at least this year no no i mean of course we we cover all kinds of weird shit i wouldn't say this is weird though like this isn't like no we're not we're not saying like oh you're gonna hear this it's gonna blow your mind um like you've never heard anything like this before mm-hmm. you've heard all these elements but not put together in this way and i really i really find it um quite it's kind of catchy you know i don't know it's like it, it grabs me and i really really like this band yep i agree i think they're awesome yeah, uh, really in line with kind of like Respire and Svalbard, right? Totally, just totally. That post black metal that just it has elements of a lot of different stuff and totally. I don't know. Black metal is a great genre. You can fit so much other crap into it, and it just works. It is. It's it's fun. I know, right? If it, it's fun, and I but I really do like that that punk. You know, there's been been some black metal artists that have put that, those kind of punk elements, like oh, for even sure. Cradle of Filth or something has done that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I I love the way that Dafflov guy does it. Yep, for sure. All right, getting even heavier. We have the second album in a short amount of time from Chelsea Grin. Oh yeah, uh, this is. Suffer in Heaven, the counterpart to Suffer in Hell. And I am going to be honest, I like these singles more than the ones that we got from the first record. Yeah. So I am keen to see how everything fits together. Yeah. What the hell is going on with this band? Like, I don't know. How, how are you just shitting out gold right now? Like, I mean, I know the, the um, Suffer in Hell was only eight songs, right? Mm-hmm. So this is probably like- Similar. You know, it's almost like two EPs. Seven, eight. Yeah, you know, like almost like Billy, Bill Murray. Comparing Bill Murray to Chelsea Grin is hilarious also, but kind of like, at least in the format side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree. These these are great. We only have two of them, but yeah. they're both bangers. And I'm kind of almost like happy to only have two because I've gotten a lot of Chelsea grin lately. Yeah, exactly. So give, yeah, give me, um, give me two singles and, and let me hear the rest and kind of, I'm interested how they kind of coexist. You know, if there's mm-hmm. some counterpart in here, they have if, to. if there's going to be some difference or if we're just talking about, you know, 16 bangers overall. Mm-hmm. I also got to say the second single fathomless maw is one of the most badass song names I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I do like that. I do like that. Uh, Coming in at number two, Drive From It, Run From It, 100 Gex Comes All The Same. Oh my God. Their new record, 10,000 Gex. I love this band. This EP, Shane did not enjoy as much. But now we've got the full record. None of those songs from the EP. I have made him listen to the singles. Shane, what do we think? So, okay. (laughs) I respect 100 Gex immensely i did not like their last ep at all Mm -hmm. like that to me that was like a uh that can go right in the recycle bin straight up uh not that it sounds recycled that i mean garbage just put in the garbage however (laughs) i will say me 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 doritos and fritos and hollywood baby are all pretty fucking cool 
They're so fucking catchy, aren't they? I I like don't want to like it, but you do. I li- I put it on and I was like, uh, I hated their last EP. This band, uh, this is weird. I don't like it. I really liked it. Doritos and Fritos has one of the coolest opening riffs. Mm-hmm. They just like put they took like guitar sounds, and I think they just put it together. They did. I don't know how they did it. It's so sick. It, it, they're doing so much interesting, cool, cool stuff. They don't really seem to care. Nope, not at all. And that all just rules. Like I, I'm totally into this. This is, this is punk. Yeah, for me. Like this is not punk, but this is punk. Like in terms of the attitude, what they're trying to do, the lack, really the lack of giving a shit. And these three songs are fun. And I'm, yeah, I might listen to this first on Friday. This is like really quite, quite exciting. I, you know, this is a band that I think does get a lot of flack. They are very, very divisive, but like, I don't know. I didn't like this band at first with their last record, but then you've got songs that just get stuck in your head and they're kind of involved in the scene. I mean, they had their deluxe edition of their last record that had features from Craig Owens and Patrick Stump. Right. 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 Like this band's been around. They grew up on our kind of music. You can feel the punk and at times almost even some like post hardcore and metalcore on these definitely pop punk. Right. Like, Doritos and Fritos, in my opinion, is just Zoomer ska. Yeah, there's like a ska element to these. I totally heard that. Yeah, 100%. This band is just absolutely crazy. And it just works, man. It works. And it's one of those things that I think a lot of like musical purists, right? Don't like hyper pop because it's just like, why is this working? And I don't know. Yeah. You just got to enjoy it. Yeah. And I really enjoyed these three singles. Can't wait I, for the record. I was not expecting this. I'm really glad you have been sold. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sold on these, especially if it's going to be part of a whole record, but I don't know. It's weird, right? So I'm looking at the Spotify and I know we're going mm-hmm. on and on in this episode, everybody. I'm sorry. We're doing a lot of talking, but I'm looking at their Spotify. Yep. And what's interesting to me is like Doritos and Fritos came out in 2022. Yep. And me, me, me came out in 2021 mm-hmm. and then they released this EP with, with Hey Big Man and like which Snake Eyes EP which I didn't think was very good yep. and now they're putting out these other songs on the record on a full length yep. so it's almost like the EP was just this like it's like almost like they released the deluxe songs first first yeah <laughs> which which is probably not a great move but again I don't think this band gives a shit so good to good for them yeah honestly I I think this band is just untouchable right now. I think they are literally about to blow up in such a way. They've got such a cult following. They're playing huge venues, like yeah. selling out Royal Oak Music Theater he- around here, yeah. even bigger other places in the country. Yeah. Like there I know people who have literally made pilgrimages to Chicago to take pictures of like the tree that they originally took for the the picture for for the album art and like photoshopped the background in. Right, like wild. This band is a crazy following. It is so cool. Wild. Um, yeah. Let's go. I'm Listen into it. to 100 Gex. If you don't like it, you're a boomer. Thanks. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with the number one record of the week. OIEREX.com. That's who this is all brought to you by. So check out OIEREX.com for some great new music as well. And we're back. We are. We're back. I'm excited. Hopefully they checked out OIEREX.com. Hey, you know, we're going to beat the dead horse because I got some OIEREX stuff to talk about later too. Okay, let's do it up. But before, let's give me, give me the number one. I know what it is. I know know what it is. I I know what it is. You know me. I think our listeners know me. I think everybody who even doesn't listen probably knows me uh, and knows that the number one record this week is Heaven or by Invent Animate. Mm-hmm. Uh, this band right up there with Era just breaks the mold that traditional metalcore has. They embrace Prague. They know how to write fun, interesting song structures. They don't write any songs that are the same, right? Like Shade Astray, yeah, Elysium, Immolation of Night, and then even like the newest song that came out this week, like Without a Whisper, might be my favorite Invent Animate song, and it sounds nothing like any of their other material. 
Yeah, man. This band's nuts. It's really good. They they constantly surprise me. I I, I don't know. I, I like I don't know how they aren't running out of ideas. Cause every song is like something you haven't heard before in a genre that a lot of times you have heard it before. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They they really find an incredible way of of kind of doing that and and putting forth just that interesting interesting stuff. You're right. Whether it's the the ambient like sort of vibe stuff they put in there, mm-hmm. whether it's just like a super catchy riff, um, like an absolutely insane chorus melody like Shade Astray has, yeah, uh, or 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 whether it's just you know. Be- beating your ass. They they find a way every single song. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these guys don't sleep at night or something, or they're just, cause they, I think they're working way harder than everybody else to do this. It's just, it's. Oh, for sure. And there, this is, this is number one for a reason. This is going to be the best record on our list. Um, with the, maybe with the exception of MA3, that, that thing is going to be insane too. Mm-hmm. Um, and hundred deck, hundred gex, who knows? But this is a hundred percent worthy of a number one and a band that I feel like is just constantly underrated. Yeah, I agree. Um, they're they're just so good. Like, there's a reason I variant collect this band. Um, I just love them so much. I think their lyricism is just at the absolute top. It's so deep and personal. And yeah, like I have something. I have like a vendetta against cliche statements in metalcore, and this band just somehow avoids all of them but still is able to make amazing metaphors and make really clear kind of what they're talking about. Um, yeah. Band's great. Yeah. And it doesn't suffer like the songwriting or the catchiness doesn't suffer on account of that either. Yep. So no, it's, it is pretty impressive. And uh, yeah, this, Hey, invent animate is a band that if you're not listening to start with the new, new record and go back and love it. Love it all. Yeah. Um, I, I think this record's going to take my favorite. Uh, still World is my favorite. That's their second release, mm-hmm. at least at the time of recording this. I still have to listen to Heaven and Right. <laughs> um, but no, I'm stoked. Like, I have uh, my copy reserved at my local record store. So I'm going to be there when they open in the morning. I'm skipping out on work a little bit. Sorry, work, if you hear this, um, in order to go pick up my copy because I want to listen to it on vinyl for the first time. Um, I'm really stoked for this record. It's going to be great. Yeah. This is a big week. It is. This is a big week. You know, I'm surprised. So this is going to be coming out on St. Patrick's day. We don't have any Irish mm-hmm. flavor at all here. Not really. We don't have a new flogging Molly record or a dropkick Murphy's album or flogging Molly had an EP last week. Oh, did they? It was like one new song and then like a live song and okay. stuff like that. All right. Well, that's close enough. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. No, no Irish, no Irish blood here. So I don't know. Oh, you'd be surprised. Because I've got some Irish blood in the honorable mentions. All right. Well, you know what? On that note, let's get into our honorable mentions. So we already talked about Theory of a Dead Man. Uh, but you too. New album. Okay. There you go. <laughs> about You're welcome. That? That's probably the biggest Irish band of all time. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cool. Um, also got a Michigan band on here. Pop Evil's got a new album. Um, they've always just kind of been okay for me. I don't know. Catch them on the radio. For sure. Uh, there's an all-time low album if you're into that. Um, Mystic Circle, new record, really cool death metal band. Um, and we got some EPs. Um, I don't know enough to talk about Fiddler. Fiddler? But I know oh, you do. Oh, I love... Yeah. Fiddler has an EP coming out? Yeah. Wow. At least I think it's an EP. I can't tell if it's an EP or an album. So... Yeah, I'm pretty sure EP though. So what you need to know about Fiddler is... Fiddler is an acronym for Fuck It Dog, Life's a Risk. Sounds about right. And yeah, and it does sound about right. That is kind of the band's whole thing. It does almost, it's like a mantra that almost just works with their music. Mm-hmm. You kind of never know what you're going to get with them. They've changed changed up a lot, but at, at its core, it's going to be kind of, it, it's punk um, and it's a little dirty and it's very nihilistic. Yeah. But I really like Fiddler and um, yeah, they're a band that... um just constantly it puts out exciting stuff. I mean, they're, I think probably going back to, you know, their early stuff, like 2012, 2015, those releases, those are the ones that have tend to kind of, you know, the, the ones that people talk about, but mm-hmm. some of their newest stuff has been really cool. So I'm, uh, I'm excited, excited for it. hundred percent. For sure. 
Uh, and we also just kind of had a packed week, so I know some people are going to come after me. Yes, there is a Bayside EP, the Blue EP. Coming out. We're going to talk about it now. Yeah, fuck. I mean, the last one was really good. Yeah. It, it was it was awesome. So yeah, I mean, and these singles have been really good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one uh, featuring uh, Spencer from Ice Nine Kills, it's, yep. it's good. So yeah, Bayside, 100%. Yeah, uh, Bayside is doing what I think EPs are for, for experienced bands where they are really playing with their sound and I think having some fun. Yep. Exactly. No. Good for them. Exactly. It is good. I think they're at their they're sounding the best they've they've sounded production-wise. For sure. Now to talk about the better side band and by that I mean broadside in my opinion. Oh. Well, uh, new single featuring Brian Butcher from the Home Team. I'm very excited to hear this. Broadside are a great band. Um, I, 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 I got to say, I can't, I'm not going to start picking favorites. They're both friends of mine. I am. I do think they're a little underrated, uh, even though they do have 800,000 monthly listeners. But I, I think they're a really great band, um, write great songs, and they're great live. And they always they don't always get like a ton of love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this is a great band. Richard Virginia, baby. For sure. Absolutely awesome. And of course, the home team blowing up right now, too. Yeah. Uh, the home team actually taking Broadside out on tour, which is wild to me. Uh, that's right. They are. Yep. That got upgraded. That reminds me. I got to get my tickets for that. Um, Red Hook, new song featuring Michaela Delgado from Yours Truly. Very excited about this. Two of the coolest vocalists in the Australian pop punk scene right now. Going to be cool. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, obviously, Australia is just seemingly like for the last, I mean, I want to say like from the pandemic, I don't know what it is. Just amazing music keeps coming out of Australia the last few years. So the last ever, the last, yeah, you're, you're not wrong, but I just feel like there's so much, there's so much more of it Yeah, in the last few years. So, um, I don't know. I think people were in their bedrooms. Is there more of it or are you just being exposed to (sighs) Could be that, Mm. could be that. I mean, there's some great Australian labels too, that are getting their artists, you know, um, uh, off the, off the board, off the map, on, on the map. For sure. Putting their, putting their artists on the map. I can speak today. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think, I think they're all really, yeah, really, really good. So happens. That's right. Uh, Fro- frozen soul. We're just going to get the last feature out of the way. They're putting out a new single featuring Daniel Schmuck of creeping death. Cool. Absolutely. Awesome combo. I love both these death metal bands. So sick. Sick. Um, new song from pupil slicer. Absolutely. Awesome chaotic math core, metal core, death core, grind core, whatever you want to call this band. They're everything in one. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's, it's just the, just the name for me, man. I just, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it, it just makes me, it's, it makes me like every fiber of my being kind of like hairs on my arm stand up. Hey, I don't know. It really bothers me. Shane, we got past hot milk. We'll get past people slicer too. <laughs> I don't know. They're doing shows with Boris we'll, uh, in Europe, we'll which is insane. So yes, if you're able to go see Boris and pupil slicer in Europe, yeah, fucking, I will be jealous. Yep. Um, we said invent animate doesn't sleep, but let's talk about a band that really doesn't sleep. Japan's own fear and loathing in Las Vegas already <laughs> starting to pump out singles for another album. I think. All right. Okay. Um, sure. I love this band. They're wild. Yeah, there's a good time. There's not much else like them. That's for yep. sure. Uh, another band announcing kind of an anticipated record. I don't have the date on it, but Heart Attack Man, new single this week. Cool. Album announcement. Pre-orders for that were Thursday. So if you missed it, sorry, but should be fun. Uh, another band that doesn't sleep, Magnolia Park, putting out another new song. Nice. Really interested to see where this goes. This band just seems to be banger central lately. Yep, I 100% agree. Um, you know, we've had the year of deathcore for a while, and I think <laughs> we're starting to lean towards the year of hardcore. Uh, I would love that. New single from Jesus Peace. Yeah. Very excited. Going to be the third one off the upcoming record, as well as we've got a new single and album announcement from Incendiary. Nice. Super stoked on this. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good time. Yeah, no, I mean, yes, this uh, J- Jesus Peace is doing they've always been doing incredible things, but I think now it's just starting to, I don't know. People are starting to catch note, note of this band. Yeah. Um, they're blowing up. Uh, and yeah, what was that tour? I mentioned it was like scowl Zulu, Jesus piece, Jesus piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like show me the bodies on this, uh, tour. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Let's go. That's done. Yeah. Done. This is, you're right. You're a hardcore baby. Let's go. Yep. Um, 
Kind of adjacent, oddly enough, but I always feel like Microwave should be a hardcore band, but they're not. They're not. They've got a new <laughs> single coming out. <laughs> um, new single from Silosis. I'm pretty excited for that. A band rips. Uh, new song from Trophy Eyes. Tight. Tight. Been waiting for this. Been waiting for that band to do something else. I, it's been a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of quiet. Yeah. Uh, Savage Hands, new song. Pretty stoked on that. Yeah. Uh, as well as I think we're getting the third or fourth single off the new Barry Tomorrow record. Um, that's coming out here in a couple weeks. I'm very excited for that. This is a band that's starting to blow up. Uh, open your ears records time. You ready for that? Oh, yes. Give it to me. New single from The Burden. Nice. This band is a little bit different than a lot of Open Your Ears other bands. They're a little bit more on the post-hardcore side, I think. Yeah, post-hardcore, even um, metalcore, maybe. Yeah, even metalcore. Uh, I've heard the song, though. Absolute banger. Make sure you check it out. Yeah. Great band uh, from my country of Canada on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, check them out. The Burden. So we just got done talking about Chelsea Grin and them releasing a double album. We have gotten a minute-long single, an announcement of the second album from the Acacia Strain. Oh, yeah. So we've got the short album. Songs about two, three minutes, 20 minutes tops. The Acacia Strain's second album, and I'm looking for my email confirmation of the uh, pre-order so I can know the name of it. Um, so the first album, the short one, is Step Into the Light. The second one is Failure Will Follow. Failure Will Follow starts off with this minute-long little teaser track, and then it has two 20-minute songs or something like that. <laughs> okay. So I'm here for it. This is going to be sick. Acacia Strain doesn't miss, right? They, they don't. They're great guys. And uh, yeah, this is this is going to be cool. I, I love when bands are experimenting and doing things like this because you know they're putting their heart and soul into it. You know, this is, this is, mm -hmm. this is exciting. I, I really like this. Yep, for sure. Tight. Um, where I lost my place on the list. Uh, new song from Waster. Oh yeah. Awesome. I think they're announcing an album too. I don't know. Stoked. Yeah. Um, that's, that's W S T R for people wondering. Yeah. Uh, honestly, a lot of cool pop punk coming out this week. We've got a new song from Locket. I think they're a really underrated band. Make sure you check them out as well as keep flying. Super awesome band. I don't really know if they're pop punk. They're kind of in that. Like, I almost want to say like Midwest emo pop punk area, but it's also not right. They're very unique. They're a cool band. Not familiar with the band. So cannot comment. Uh, I love them because they released an alt cover of their latest album that has them all as D and D characters. And they <laughs> put out a 20 sided dice with their logo as the 20. Okay. And right. You know, that's 10 out of 10 for me. So no, hundred percent. Oh wait, no, this is JJR's band. Yes. I'm looking at the month's spot. Uh, yes. I know. I, yes, I do know this band. Yes. I do know them. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yes. I do know them. They have like, yeah, they have some ska elements, right? They're like, yeah, a little bit. They've got like horn, horns and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah right, once in a while. Right, right. Yes. 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 Uh, new song from good terms. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This band. Great band. Heavily underrated. Yeah. I think that, I think so too. That last record. Absolutely awesome. I forget the name of it, honestly. Turning Point? Good Times. Something like that. Yeah. Turning Point. That's what it is. Yeah. Yep. I got it on vinyl. I do too. Yeah. I'm excited for what comes next for those guys though. Uh, we talked about the tour announcement. Atreyu's got an EP announcement and the first single's coming this week. Okay. Super dope. Yep. Um, we're getting the third single off of the upcoming ongoing concept record. Love this band so you, much. You sure Very do. Happy they're back. You sure do. Uh, first single from the new Stellar Circuits, hopefully record. Um, they announced they got signed to a label and I, it's, I'm blanking on who it is at the moment, but Stellar Circuits is great. Um, and before we get to that last one, I messaged you yesterday about a new Avenged Sevenfold single. You did. Did you get a chance to listen to it? I didn't, but I got it pulled up right now. Oh. Is it called Nobody? Yep. I'm listening to it, Mike. Oh, I hear it. Okay. I'm listening. We've got... Do you hear the hi-hat? I hear the hi-hat. That goes for most of the song. Interesting. It's... Oh. It's like prog grunge. It's weird. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like a little bit Chris Cornell vibes on the vocals. Mm -hmm. It 
I've always thought Avenged Sevenfold has done some like pretty. I think they're a pretty good band. I, I, mm-hmm. And I like that they've kind of, you know, marched to the beat of their own drummer. They've never really cared mm-hmm. about what other people were doing at the time. They've never followed any trends. They've kind of done what they've wanted. This is an interesting first single, though. I agree. Obviously, obviously, I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just shuffling through it, but. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of a slower tempo. There's that hi-hat again. It's also almost six minutes long. Mm-hmm. We'll see where the rest of the album goes, though. The song is interesting. It's Yeah, we've got a we've got a big guitar solo in there, too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't know. Um, obviously, like a band that doesn't just shit out music every fucking year. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. They took four years to write this record. So, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It's, it is an interesting thing if you're hearing that for the first time as an Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, I could see that being a polarizing uh, song, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, and last one. New single from The Devil Wears Prada. Uh, off of uh, upcoming deluxe release. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, Super stoked. The last, I mean, the last record was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was was on our top 10 list, I think, or close. Um yeah, color decay. So that should be really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's one of those weird things for me because I really think cancer is the perfect closer to that record and just adding more songs to the end of it feels weird to me. Yeah, but, that's, but that's like a problem you have with every deluxe record, you know? I mean, incorrect. Being as an oceans waiting for morning to come is made by the deluxe songs in my opinion. Yeah, but like, is that a flaw in their original design for the record, though? No, because the record the record's perfect without them, and the record's even more perfect with them. I mean, unless you're planning the record, like unless you've planned that out with a deluxe mm-hmm. record, that's one thing. But so much of the time, you know, you're adding deluxe songs, but then you're also adding like alternate versions of the songs. You're yeah, at, and there's you know, like some acoustic songs yeah, and stuff like that. that always happens so. or you, you will get a live song at the end. Like you kind of almost just have to just do a hard reset in your brain when that comes. Unless you've got the money to press like an additional record and then do like the deluxe songs on one record or something like that, which is a good move, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I, I like that move a lot more. That's, That's the what move. In Heart's Wake and Asking Alexandria did. Totally. I mean, a lot of times they do that just because they can't physically fit any more space on the record but mm-hmm. uh but hey we'll see it's all it's all good i don't i don't uh that's a very minor grape to pick i think yep for sure hold on i'm getting a little bit of breaking news here oh well we're doing it on wednesday so we can be expecting this uh tour announcement for you aussies uh thornhill going out with young lions inertia and tapestry some bands we've talked about on the show nice should be fun nice very nice cool well, I love Thornhill. We, I think we did it. Yeah, nailed it. It's our longest episode in a while. We're we're pushing. We're over an hour. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes it just happens. It's a big week. It's a very big week. So thanks everybody for tuning in, and uh, of course we'll be coming at you next week talking about all these releases and all the new ones. So we'll see mm-hmm. you in a week's time for sure. Okay. Bye everybody. 